Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. Do you like me singing it every week? I might sing it a bit better next time. I feel like my jazziness, my jazziness level has gone down slightly. I'm going to be definitely more jazzy next week. I'm not redoing this week, so you're going to have to accept that beautiful lilting song as the intro for this week. Anyway, thanks for joining me again. You're going to be glad you did, especially um, the coaches in the audience, because this week I'm joined by the fabulous Steph Durbin. Steph is the co-founder of the Coach Directory, which is an online directory for coaches. Does what it says on the tin, right? Oh, I just love Steph. She and I, are we have a very, very similar outlook on the coaching industry. We had a, having a fabulous conversation this week about the directory because I really wanted her to just share a bit of her story around her path, which is similar to mine. She's a business advisor and consultant. Steph is like, she's a UK national and international executive business and personal development coach. And Steph, like me, is very committed to her own personal development and also the development of coaches within the coaching industry. And we, we talk about, you know, our unregulated coaching industry and how we're both very passionate about raising the standard of the industry so that clients who work with coaches are getting the best possible experience they can. Steph is ICF accredited to PCC level and she's also a qualified coaching supervisor which we will also talk about in this week's episode. I can't wait for you to meet her. Without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. I'm Jill Mokes and I am obsessed with cutting through the noise when it comes to growing your business. Each week via intimate coaching conversations and inspirational stories, I share what it really takes to get the results you want in a way that feels right to you. I am all about attracting higher ticket opportunities, building authentic relationships and creating the abundant full fat version of your dream business. I mean, how many of us have beavered away creating a light version of what we really want? The thing is, I honestly believe when you're outstanding at what you do, there is no limit to what you can achieve. So, are you ready to put our heads together and make it happen? Let's go. Steph, hi, thank you for joining me. Hello, Jill, nice to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you. So, I was just explaining that you and I have a fairly similar background, really, don't we? We're both from like a corporate uh, a background and then have both made the transition to, into coaching. So that's why I'm, I'm really thrilled to have you on this week, because first of all, I'm like, I can't wait for you to share with people the, all about the coach directory. But also, I would love it if you would just share with us a bit about your story from those that corporate time into how you've ended up doing what you do today and what that is, of course. I had a fabulous um, and very varied career um, with the cooperative group 
um, based in Manchester, but I was based all over the country for some time of that. Started uh, literally on the shop floor with them and worked my way up the corporate ladder um, and was given ample opportunity to develop myself and develop people and build teams and departments, set things up, run transformation programs and and had a, a really exciting and varied career in doing that. And then I reached my late 40s and decided that um, I still had time to do something completely different and for me, self-employed, that was kind of what my, my driver was. Um, mm. had some considerable um, time out in 2016 just for, for medical reasons and, and inevitably when you have time out you have plenty of time to think and reflect and that's when it kind of all came together for me. Um, I worked with a coach at the time um, who helped me to work out what had made me both successful and and motivated in my career, what had led to the achievements um, and what was I all about? Uh, what got me out of bed in the morning? I think at the time we came down to about five key kind of um, personal brand um, single words that described who I was. I've actually narrowed it down to two since then. Um, and the two things that really made me successful, one was um, commerciality. Um, I always had, I'm a mathematician, so I always had a bit of an eye for the numbers, but I also love innovation. So new ideas and building businesses okay. to support that absolutely love that and then my second one was all about people people developing people succession planning talent um recruitment just had a natural skill at being able to do that so those two commerciality and people came together lovely for me when I decided to go into coaching fitted really nicely with the clients I wanted to work with and, and the, just the type of work I wanted to do so I qualified as a professional coach with Barefoot Coaching at the beginning of 2017. I've done most of my professional training with them since then, most of it with them, um, including qualifying as a coach supervisor a couple of years ago, which I so I now have, have that in my portfolio as well. When I was doing my training, that's when I had this, this innovative um, light bulb moment of an online coach directory I thought it would be a really great idea and my cohort um over a bottle of wine in the pub one night were like oh yeah Steph you really need to do this you'd be great at this <laughs> that's where the best ideas are born isn't yeah, it? yeah 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 I, think so. I have my best ideas fueled by wine <laughs> <laughs> same here same here um and then I realized in my naivety as a new coach just training I realized that actually there was quite a lot of online directories out there already and thought, right, well, actually, I'm not in a space to get into a competitive race with any of the other directories that were already established. And I wanted to focus on building my practice and building my professional yeah. reputation. So I did did do that um, for a few years. And then I happened to have a conversation um, with a very interesting person um, who had just built an online directory in the USA for real estate agents and in talking about that and how it worked and the challenges around that it kind of struck me then I was already now sort of four years in three or four years into my coaching journey kind of struck me that there was an opportunity here to do something rather different that wasn't like the other coach directory so I don't see myself as a competitor because I see myself as being quite different 
and there's room for us all because many coaches list on more than one directory. So we set on the journey of developing something a bit different, kind of spent quite a lot of time myself thinking about what was important to me. If it's going to make it different, what is it about me that's going to make it different? What can I do and what can I offer? It all underpinned around the kind of giving back to the industry, supporting coaches and raising professional standards and awareness. That was kind of the the real root of it all. So we set about building it and we built it. Uh, we had great results on Google before we even had coaches on board. We, we knew that the site was, was really well constructed. Um, and then we launched formally this year. We went through quite a robust test and trial process and then launched it earlier this year, reaching out to coaches, new coaches and established coaches to join the directory and it's going the launch has gone really well we're really pleased and we're pleased with the with what we're doing and what we're providing for our coaches in that online community Mm. one of the things you just mentioned was about the things that were important to you was around the kind of professional standard of the of the industry and I think you know we all know that coaching isn't a regulated industry which in my opinion, makes this what you're doing even more important, doesn't it? It means that, you know, we have to self-regulate as an industry. Do you see that as an important part of what you're doing? I see it as the most important part. I think the responsibility that we have as coaches, first and foremost, the responsibility that we have for our clients and for ourselves and the need to to take ownership of that self regulation is really important to me and that's why we set that as our as our minimum standard for joining the directory so we're we're looking at those coaches that do invest in their development that are accredited with one of the international coaching organizations that there's 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 quite a few that that are acceptable in yeah, our sure. eyes uh, and for us it's all about the code of ethics is the is the primary thing there that coaches sign up to and live and breathe by really high ethical standards when they're coaching because that's the right thing to do for for all of our clients and for our clients absolutely. to know how important that is yeah absolutely tell us a bit about the directory itself so what does it consist of what would it mean to be a member of the directory there's quite a few elements to the response to that question. The, the most obvious thing that you can see if you go to the website is that coaches that are a member, they have their own profile page and they can be found online. Um, and that's the, that's the, I guess, the primary measure is that coaches are being found online. And coaches that join, mm. often that's their, the one thing that they're really looking for is that visibility. Mm. For new coaches, particularly, I think, you know, quite often I see people who are passionate about coaching, but they're not business savvy, particularly at the beginning. And the thought of having to wait until they've got an all singing, all dancing website, until they've got their, you know, email service provider set up and their marketing every week and that slow burn that's quite overwhelming I think that's enough to put a lot of new coaches off from the industry because it is quite a steep learning curve really if you are 
not a business coach, you know, if you're more of a life coach, a health coach, all of that, those kind of coaching niches, you're not necessarily super business savvy. So I think it's a real, it really lowers the bar for good coaches to begin serving clients quicker if they have a way of becoming visible without having to wait for the perfect website to be finished. Absolutely. I think the 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 risk of procrastination, not even the risk, the issue of procrastination in newly qualified coaches comes up all the time. Probably probably half of the new coaches that I speak to probably have exactly that challenge, which is I'll do it when my website's live. I know I need to work yeah. on it. I know I should. Um, and we sort of try and pull back from the what they think they should do. So actually, what can you do now? Mm. As well as the question of what does a perfect website look like? Because actually, it's probably good enough now. <laughs> so that this conversation <laughs> happens a lot with the coach directory. Well, they have they have that online presence like straight away. So actually, they yeah. could join and have that landing page before they've even got a website. They could use it purely as their only online presence if they wanted to. We have got a couple of coaches that do that, exactly that. So then they can put aside that worry of being perfectionist about their website and procrastinating about their website. Mm. They can put that aside, just get that online presence started. And focus on coaching clients because that, I think, is the biggest thing I see is that procrastination is the right word here as well. There's a massive procrastination. I don't think it's always the same answer as to where that comes from. Sometimes it is genuinely not feeling like they can until they have this website ready, you know, because they want to portray the right image, whatever that that is. But sometimes I think it's deeper than that. Sometimes I think there is a, an anxiety around actually coaching clients that they, and then people will tend to use the delay tactic of not being ready um, because of website or what, whatever it is um, to delay actually coaching clients, getting the experience. So I love the fact that what you do is take away some of those barriers for people. If someone joins and has their landing page, their listing with you, what have you done about the SEO reach of those pages? Is that something that you um, work on behind the scenes? I talk to my coaches about the three layers of quality SEO and premium SEO. Now, I'm not an online marketer and I'm not a tech person. So a lot of what I say is in my version of layman's terms, but I also mm-hmm. know that it it works and people understand it. So it starts with the behind the scenes on the website so the coding and the no redundant code and the page um, load speeds and all of that stuff that google need to know that it's a quality enough site that's how we get sort of pushed up to the rankings that's the first and foremost the second layer is the content on the site so that's what the coaches would be aware of so um, on their page it's how they write their bio, what what they put in their bio on the page. And they own that completely. And coaches can edit that and add stuff to it all the time. And the keywords that they use and the tags that we Mm -hmm. use. Keywords associated to Google searches and then the tags are associated to when a potential client lands on the site and wants a coach of a certain type or in a certain town. Mm -hmm. So we, we assist with that. So the coach owns it, but we'll absolutely give advice um, and make yeah. sure that it's got it's the right 
quality of content as well as the other content on the site so the blogs that are written the articles and guest blogs so wherever we can we mention a coach that's a member so again that's kind of accelerating enhancing how many times their their name might appear which enhances the probability of them being found and then Mm. the third piece that we do with SEO, which is just as important, is what we do outside of the website. So linking to our coaches' websites, linking to other places that are relevant and having them linking back to us is really important. So we're seen online as collaborating with these other businesses. So this enhances Mm -hmm. the coach's likelihood of being found. And then we do a lot of our interaction, um, a lot of it on LinkedIn, uh, wherever our coaches are is where we will hang out to make sure yeah. that we're maximizing how much they can be seen. Yeah. So you're kind of supporting your members on LinkedIn as well. With Yeah, absolutely. When, when they when they list with us, once it goes live, we make sure that it's indexed with Google. So Google sees a new page quite quite quickly for us. We've got a very fast turnaround with Google at the moment. And if they make changes to the page, same thing, we'll make sure that it's re-indexed as quickly as we can. We're very aware of how important it is that online content is accessible and visible um, and Mm. out there. I love that. One thing that's coming to my mind as you're explaining that, Steph, is how you, it's funny, isn't it, that things happen for a reason. I feel like that idea coming up for you the first time, I wonder if, you would have had the the tools and the and the team around you back then that you have mm. now, which has resulted in this carefully constructed site. Because for this kind of thing, an online directory, it's not like throwing up a website, is it? It's no. it's there's so much more to it in terms of the back end of things. And I can just tell, you know, we've spoken before as well, and I can just tell how much thought goes into the back end of the operation, as much as goes into the front end, really, because without that back end operating as it should, in terms of all those things like the Google indexing, all of that kind of thing, then your members aren't going to get get the results that they're hoping for from being a member. And I know that's important to you as well, isn't it? Just making yeah. sure that people are getting that value. Absolutely. It was really, it was so important to us that we, after we'd had the site built, we tested it for a year to make sure that we got all of those questions answered, to make sure that Google yeah. were seeing it the way that we wanted it seen. It, it's the kind of the high standards piece as well. Not only we, we talked about high standards of, coaching and self-regulation but Mm. that also for me follows through into the into the website and what we do I don't want to deliver exactly half-hearted attempt at something it had to be it had to be right and it and and I want our coaches to feel that it's right and that it's working this is why I so wanted you to come on and talk about this because I think you and I are quite similar in that that code of ethics is so non-negotiable for us and it spreads Mm. into every part of what we do. I think it would be easy for less ethically driven um, people to try and pull this kind of thing off. 
to try and see it as, oh, you know, oh, here's an easy way to make money. I'll just get people and I'll just throw up a website and I'll take people's money. I'll promise them. And I suppose this is what I love about the coach directory is that, well, mainly I love it because I, I know you sitting behind it and, and your high standards. But I think this is a platform that does everything you do everything in your power to deliver on those promises to your members and I just I just think that's refreshing in an online arena where that's not always the case I talk to coaches about well firstly about not wanting to be an anonymous database we we don't want to just hide behind a spreadsheet of coaches and you're right that could be done and uploaded to a website and you never have any human interaction with the people that are actually running it unless your credit card expires, maybe. Yeah. So we didn't want to be anonymous. We didn't want to just be a database. And we absolutely are committed to it being a personal service. Every single coach that joins us has has this personal one-to-one, face-to-face relationship with me and with the team. Often we're, 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 we're a small, perfectly formed organisation um, made up of kind of the web development side and then the admin and marketing side and then the what I do mm. but talking to my coaches is just so important and then when we're engaging like on LinkedIn they they kind of know who they're engaging with as well so that's more personal and it yeah. comes across more personal so it's more authentic in the conversations we're having online isn't that just like a win-win for everyone as well? I'm just thinking about that. Just thinking about LinkedIn, for example, because your coaches know you and feel they can jump in if you're putting something, I don't know, maybe you're putting something promotional for the coach directory onto LinkedIn occasionally. The members, because they feel they know you, Steph, behind the coach directory, they're going to be jumping in and, and commenting. So it's such a win-win. Not only is their visibility being raised, but the visibility of the directory gets raised just by virtue mm. of the fact that it's so genuine, you know, the interaction, yeah. because they have got to know you personally. So I really like that yeah. about it too. What I find with LinkedIn as well is that I have the privilege now and I see it as a privilege of being able to comment and share on coaches material both as the business and as me in fact as me as a professional coach and as me as a person so that you know we've had everything in the last couple of weeks from talking about supervision and the integrity of coaching and qualifications right the way through to a comment I made on somebody yesterday about dreams <laughs> so a personal a personal comment about dreams but it's still me it's still me the individual and me the coach and me the coach directory it feels like a good place to be in to be able to interact in that way with the coaches especially the newer coaches who are still dipping their toe in the water of what yes. how should they be using the online platforms and how do they grow their reputation yeah absolutely does community form part of the directory of membership? You know, do coaches get to kind of, do they get peer-to-peer support together? Is there a community they can join? The main community piece at the moment, the main one, is the online supervision that gets offered. So all of our coaches get offered oh, wow. um, a, okay. a quantity of online group supervision. That's um, obviously not compulsory, and I couldn't make it compulsory, although in an unregulated industry, I... I hope that one day it does become regulated that coaches get it 
Oh, I, you and me both. Yeah, I think we think the same about that, don't we? I, I wish the coaching industry would become regulated. I would be absolutely all for it. Yeah. I think we have to start prioritising the standard of coaching yeah. that clients yeah. get. So, and, and that's yeah. what our online group supervision does for them. It gives them that opportunity mm. in a very non-judgmental, confidential arena to just talk about the stuff of coaching depending on whatever the theme is the supervision theme is we we want we run through a we cycle through a framework of supervision using a, a recognized model but then really I let the coaches in those environments kind of take the conversation where it needs to go for them so the coaches are gradually they're getting to know each other um it might be a, it could be a completely different group of coaches that turn up every time just that's just the way it works we have a maximum mm. of 10 on any session but they're very personal and those coaches that turn up regularly are getting to know each other and, and that's one of the things I love about the coaching industry we are possibly the least personally competitive industry of any that I've ever worked in and I've worked I've worked in some quite competitive industries um, mm. and I'm very much a am I a facilitator well I'm a supervisor but I'm an observer and I'm a participant that's a nice community feel. Mm, yeah, I love that. Um, and and we're, we're talking at the moment about whether to do more informal type of uh, like online community work. So I don't know, like coffee drop-ins or Friday wine time. or Nice. Um, and we're exploring with the coaches what would work for them in terms of just yeah. somewhere where we can just hang out together. Probably like it's a bit like informal supervision, really. And it is a bit like informal peer-to-peer. Love that. I really like that because I I genuinely think entrepreneurial loneliness in general is a real thing, particularly now, you know, when so many of us work remotely, um, you know, our teams are remote because the online world has become so noisy. And just going back to that, you know, there is a very low barrier to entry now for starting an online business of any kind and coaching in particular. There's really no barrier to entry for setting yourself up and calling yourself a coach. And I think the problem then becomes that those coaches who are committed to their personal development and to investing in being the best coach they can be for their clients, those coaches, the kind of coaches that you welcome into the directory, they want a community around them of people who think like that. They don't really want the risk of joining a flipping Facebook group that's stuffed to the gills with people who are just wanting to promote what they're doing. I would imagine not many directories offer that. Am I right in saying that? There are a couple where mm. where they've been set up maybe by the coach training provider. So if if an organisation has delivered a training programme that's then certified and credentialed by them, some of those have an online directory and as part of that offer, they have supervision included. I have come across some, in fact, I've got a couple of my members that actually have supervision from that route as well, but it's not usual. No, no, I think it's a very nice touch. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't quite see the importance of it when we first designed the platform 
and then I did I can't even remember how it came about I think we were we were talking and exploring the how do we add more value and what skills do we have already in-house that will offer more value to coaches and it just seemed like a no-brainer when we actually realized hang on a minute I'm qualified I'm doing this and coaches aren't getting it and one of the supervision could be a, a whole nother conversation really Jill but yeah the, the the barrier to coaches getting supervision some of that's quite quite deep in the coach maybe the fear of judgment or the fear of failure or they're just exposing themselves if they I, I think it's that exposure isn't it it's feeling exposed the fear of feeling judged and the, the biggest barrier for some coaches is cost, especially the new coaches who are mm-hmm. already having to work out the where did they spend their, their money on marketing and do they join the directory? What's their return on investment going to be? Supervision isn't cheap, nor should it be for what it is. Absolutely. But so to be able to offer it as a benefit, it's something that I'm doing anyway, then it, it really did, did seem like a no-brainer. It's the right thing to do to make it accessible to all coaches um and breaking down those barriers that it's not a scary place there is no judgment like we have confidentiality is the number one rule for everything we do as coaches with clients it's exactly the same in supervision confidentiality and no judgment yeah a really safe space and unless you've experienced that if you have any if anyone has any doubts Unless they've experienced it, they don't realise just how safe that feels to get stuff off your chest. Maybe I'm just thinking that obviously my listeners obviously aren't all coaches. Um, I know I have a lot of coaches that listen in. But for anyone who isn't a coach, maybe we should just explain, perhaps you could just explain what what you mean when you call it supervision. I just suddenly became very aware that we were using something that we as coaches completely know what that means. And there will be people listening thinking, oh, why do they have to be supervised? What are they doing? <laughs> no, it's not It's not like that at all. But I guess I guess the, the one word that's just popped in my head is there's something here about oversight. So a coaching supervisor will have the experience of coaching, have the experience of their own clients and case studies. They'll have qualified as a coach supervisor, hopefully, just like all our coaches have. So there's something about over, overseeing what coaches do now for coaches it's probably easier to talk about it from that perspective from a coach's perspective supervision helps them to stay fresh and up to date it helps them to face some challenges that they might have as a coach some things that they're not sure how to deal with with the client or things they've done or said to a client that have sat uncomfortably with them Mm-hmm. or things they didn't say to a client that sits uncomfortably to them and then exploring mm-hmm. them so why didn't they so very similar to coaching coaching the coaches in that in those kind of examples yeah. and it's not always it's not always exactly like that it's not always about coaches bringing problems and challenges it can just be about um, learning about new frameworks and tools and hints and tips it can be about um, December, we're doing well-being of coaches. Like when we mentioned about being a lonely place as running a new business, as a coach, you put all of your effort into helping your clients 
and you're carrying that on your shoulders with no one to really talk to about it. And that's where supervision gives you a really safe space to be able to just offload. Um, and the well-being of coaches, that's our first well-being session in December. I mean, really, well-being of coaches runs through all of our supervision events anyway. But that's a good place to check in with coaches about how do they look after themselves? How do they turn mm. up for a client session being them their best selves to be fair to their clients so their clients get the best experience and then how do they look after themselves after a coaching session how do they compartmentalize reflect or all of the other many things they might do after a session but how do they do it supervision for us is is a combination really of the um, ethics and standards information and education and then well-being that's kind of the three headlines that we we talk about and if our coaches can come to our sessions and, and benefit from all of that then they're growing as individuals versus the flip side which is they don't get any of that they qualify 10 years ago 10 years ago and they do no other learning they have plenty of clients but they don't develop themselves or look after themselves or challenge themselves or expose themselves in a safe might be a, the, an inappropriate use of the word expose themselves there sorry <laughs> oh I'm all about exposing myself <laughs> um, <gasps> um, yeah so it's that it, it, it's letting up helping coaches to feel that it's okay for it to be difficult sometimes gosh absolutely I could not agree more the thing that I think is so important with this is that if you're offering that kind of peer-to-peer support, that that supervision, isn't it just so important that it's that these are like-minded coaches? These are coaches who share that same commitment to the code of ethics, that same commitment to personal development, you know. And this is why I I really love this whole concept because it's it's basically doing some of the hard work of finding a community of like-minded people around you as a as an entrepreneur as a coach without having to just be set free in the wilds of of the internet to try and track down people like you you're doing a lot of that hard work by making sure that you're attracting the right people to the directory and I just love that you know I love the amount of thought that goes into this from every aspect so I suppose that brings me on to thinking oh so we've talked about what happens behind the scenes of the directory which is really making it the best uh, optimize the best for SEO that you can um, being mindful about who you invite to become members um, and having some eligibility criteria for that um, you know, giving each person their own landing page, all of those things that that go on behind the scenes. Then there's the actual coaches themselves. What about from the perspective of a client who is looking for a coach? What kind of coaches are there? And, you know, how do clients find coaches via the directory, I guess? It's a really interesting conversation and one that we we've gone quite deep into in terms of a client journey. So there will be very few clients that just think, 
I need a personal coach and there must be an online coach directory somewhere. Let's find one. Oh, there's a coach. Done. It just it's very, very unlikely that that's the client journey. The client journey probably yeah. starts with something like, how do I develop my resilience or what is imposter syndrome or because they've heard it somewhere. That's it. Yes. Yeah, they don't realise that they need a coach or that coach is a good idea. No, they don't realise that that could be the solution. No. That's exactly right. And then even when they land on that being a solution, it that could take that could take months of, ah, okay, so there's actually people out there that can help me with this. Because ordinary lay people that aren't in the coaching industry uh, and probably don't ha- even have access to understanding what coaching can do for them. So it can be a long journey. And then it's the, okay, so how do I find a coach? Well, that journey then is a, it can be because they might ask friends and that's where the referral bit comes in. Or like me, first thing I always do is Google. And then they might then come across the fact that actually there are online directories for coaches. Boom. Great. That's kind of what we're hoping for. But they don't necessarily know it. If you're not in this industry, you wouldn't necessarily know that this is how it can be operated. And then when they find a coach directory, what we need is that experience when they land on our homepage as a result of coming up on the front page of the Google search after maybe many months of trying to work out whether they want or need a coach at all and making sure that that experience then the first time they come to our site to find a coach is satisfying enough for them that they come back again because they're highly unlikely to click and send an email to the first coach that they land on when they land on the coach directory because we're humans we kind of don't do that and if if you're a client new to coaching you're probably not just going to pick the first coach that you see. You're going to come back and visit them more than once. And we see that behavior on the site where the same, Mm. um, the same addresses are pinging the same coach two or three times. So we know they're coming back and looking at the same coach before they get their nerve up to actually visit the coach's website or visit their LinkedIn or even hopefully make a phone call or send an email. Mm -hmm. Um, So the journey bit is something we, we spend a lot of time exploring. So if we can understand the journey that clients are on before they make that final approach, then we tailor the website to that journey. We tailor our articles to that journey. We tailor the coach profiles to that. In terms of when they actually land on the site, the the other challenge that we have is that clients do not really generally understand the difference between a life personal coach, a business coach, an executive coach, a transformational coach, all of those different types of coaches. A client doesn't necessarily understand what the difference is. And is there much difference? Because we all use the same psychology and the same coaching techniques. A coach is a coach. We might specialise in a certain area. Um, So to help clients with that, we're quite clear about describing the different types of coach that there are on the directory. So we have 12 categories. Um, Some of them don't have any coaches listed under them at the moment, so we might make those redundant. Um, Mm -hmm. But we're very flexible with our coaches about what they would like to call themselves Mm -hmm. from the perspective of if you're a client looking for a coach, do you really know what you're looking for? Um, So we're quite um, interesting. to trying to close that gap for clients because it's a it's a big industry to delve into if you've never had a coach and don't know anything about 
what you're looking for. Absolutely. And if you do, then that's an easier journey. If you do know and you've done it before, you've had a coach before, it's a much, much easier journey. And that, that whole piece from exploration to making contact is probably a lot, lot shorter because mm-hmm. um, you would know what you were what you were looking for and so presumably then the what the coaches put on their profiles the keywords that they're using in their profiles becomes very important in terms of uh which is that how it would work so that the coaches who have them who are most suited will come up for a client search a client can search they can search on the coach directory either by geography Mm-hmm. So they might want a coach in Scotland, for example, or a coach in Yorkshire or wherever, or, they, or there's an interactive map so they can just literally zoom around and find the coach that they want that way. Or they can search by keyword. So they might type in a phrase that they're looking for a coach that can help them with. So if that coach has tagged that in Got their yeah. bio, yeah. then they're going to be found that way. Yeah. Um, or they can search by coach type. So if they're looking for a business coach or a life coach, um, mm-hmm. and that's um, and that's how the search works. So there's kind of three layers to it, which makes it easier mm. for clients to find what whatever type of coach that they're looking for. Mm. Okay. So from a client's perspective, this is like like I I love that way that you've looked at it as different journeys, and this is I suppose I, I know I keep harping on about it, but Steph, but I feel like this is what you do really well, which is going deep into the behind the the need behind the need and the and the behind the scenes bit of how this is going to actually work in the real world and this is why I just want anyone listening if you are a new coach or if you're an established coach who wants to really look at your visibility and um, wants this like we said before this community aspect this the group supervision that you know just feeling less alone as a coach and also it's not just feeling less alone, is it? Because I think you alluded to this earlier, Steph, about how coaches are so collaborative. I think the coaching industry, that's one of the most wonderful things about it is that it's very inclusive, very collaborative. If people are listening and would love to find out more about the coach directory, where can they go to find out, Steph? First place I would direct them to would be to the website. Um, so that's coach directory co.uk that would be the first place have a look at it and have a look at some of the coaches on there and feel feel the feel of of what it's about having listened to the podcast and then experience Mm. it from that perspective Um, and there'll be there's a contact form on there if you wanted to drop us a line and emails the other place um, would probably be on LinkedIn that's kind of our main platform for talking to coaches and you can connect with me on there Steph Durbin and you can connect with the coach directory business page on LinkedIn which is where we do most of our kind of coach to coach social engagement and then and then send me a message if you want to talk about it if you want to know more send a message on LinkedIn I manage all of that personally we don't outsource any of the actual social media engagement stuff we do that ourselves that's part of our personal service commitment definitely I would highly recommend you go and check that out coachdirectory.co.uk is that right that's right perfect Steph it has been such a pleasure to have you on today thank you so much it's just I don't know there's something just so good about 
talking with other people who are in the same industry you're in, who share the same outlook on that industry and the same passion for raising the standards in it. We're very passionate about what we do and we really believe that it's the right thing to do. So that's what's driving us. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Okay, bye for now. Bye. hope you enjoyed this episode and that getting our heads together this week has filled your mind with what's possible if you love the show would you do me a massive favor please would you leave a five-star rating on apple podcasts it would really help you put more heads together reach more ears and expand more minds until next week bye for now bye